Hey, it's your host, Charlotte Chipperfield, and welcome to the Holistic Marketing Podcast, the show that inspires you to think holistically about yourself, your business, and your marketing to ignite the impact you desire to have in the world. We'll learn what it takes to be seen and heard in the digital space from leading experts and myself as the founder and CEO of Chipperfield Media. Get ready to own your marketing by exploring the intersection of purpose and proactive marketing to move your business forward. Hello, my loves. Thank you for joining me for episode 21 of the Holistic Marketing Podcast. Today is a solo episode with yours truly, Charlotte Chipperfield. I want to dive into a topic of taking a holistic approach to business as well as in our marketing. If you follow me on social, and you should, (laughs) you may have seen that I published an article on Sway Media on this topic, and I really wanted to dive into it here on the podcast as well. So one of the biggest pitfalls that many business owners, myself included, can fall into is not taking the time to work on our businesses because we're so busy working in our businesses. I know as entrepreneurs, we wear many hats and it can really is critical to take that step back and think about the future of the business to ensure that the steps we're taking now are helping us move towards the vision versus getting lost in the day-to-day execution. Something that I do each week is schedule 30 minutes to an hour to pull myself out of the day-to-day execution and check in with my goals and future vision. I'm definitely not perfect. I don't always get the time, but I've decided that I have to prioritize this as a non-negotiable. Otherwise, it's way too easy to allow other things to take up that space. So when you think about the word holistic, what comes to mind? For many, it's health that comes to mind. It's thinking about taking a holistic approach to our health where we are nurturing all aspects of our physical, emotional, spiritual, and mental well-being. So I'll be honest, it surprises me a little bit when people look at me sideways when I start to mention the importance of taking a holistic approach to business and more specifically in marketing. The traditional business model is very focused on like the physical input and output to drive results. And there's often little consideration to other key aspects such as the well-being of employees and anyone who comes into contact with the business. So if you think about your customers, your investors, your vendors, all of these people are what are considered stakeholders. They all have valued interest in the success of the business, and it might be financial or it might be non-financial. So thinking about our stakeholders as part of the ecosystem to our business is really, really important. And so when the sole focus is on the physical input and output, worked really great for the industrial revolutionary or revolution. And it still works if you're managing maybe, I don't know, let's say robots, (laughs) but I know that's not the case with 99.9% of companies that employ a human workforce that are really driving success forward. And I know you here are listening and you are also not a robot. And so When we're really thinking about taking this holistic approach to business, it really means that the big picture for the future of the company encapsulates all components. So yourself as a whole being, it encompasses your departments, your individuals, your vendors, your clients, your customers. It's all interconnected and working together. And so when we start to see these separations of divisions or sections, 
that never touch and they never integrate with the big picture, that's where we fall into this very focused kind of input output, get the results mindset. Now it's not that there's anything wrong with results. I think it's more about the journey of how we get to those results. So it's similar to this conscious capitalism perspective in that business is intentionally making decisions and taking actions that benefit all the stakeholders. So to drill down into this a little bit further, and this is what I do when I'm consulting for companies to implement a holistic marketing strategy. And it really means to take into account how the marketing activities are interconnected with other departments, such as PR or finance, sales, revenue, you name it. And then the next piece of that is really within the marketing team itself is taking a holistic approach means getting crystal clear on the financial budget, the time budget, employee bandwidth and know-how. And all of those pieces are there in order to focus efforts on a core set of activities with measurable results instead of kind of casting a wide net and hoping if you do everything, something will work. And if you've ever met a burnt out social media manager, for example, not only is their creativity stifled, but their mental health is also depleted, given the time that they were spending on platforms and consuming trends and monitoring influencers. Taking a holistic business and marketing approach means to take into account the overall health of an organization and all stakeholders. And this includes you as a solo entrepreneur, if you're listening as well. You know, it is a concept that weaves together not only marketing activities, but also the business's purpose. It's important to take into account the ecosystem that surrounds the company as much as the desired result from the next Facebook ad, for example. You know, hustle culture and rapid hockey stick business growth for startups has become a celebrated narrative that many business owners find themselves reiterating, often at their own expense. The corporate world has been doing this for decades, and with the rise of VC-backed companies, the same pressure to grow as fast as possible is also put upon the shoulders of solopreneurs and small businesses as a model for the right way to do business. And I put right way in air quotes. But what if the right way of business is actually taking care of all the stakeholders while also earning higher profits? There's multiple studies that are coming out and showing that businesses that are able to lead with their heart and their mind actually enhance their bottom lines more so than the traditional business model. In fact, according to a Kin and Carta analysis, which I will link to in the show notes as well, they say that ethical businesses have significantly outpaced the market across a number of key customer product segments, and this is only expected to continue. So while you might be thinking this concept sounds really great, yes, we'd all like to nurture ourselves more, nurture our businesses more, maybe not be so stressed out. We would love to take care of all of the people who touch our business, but how in the world do we actually implement this? It looks good on paper, right? But how do we actually implement this? So I believe it starts with the DNA of the company. And I want to share with you my five recommendations for how you can think about creating a holistic business. So my first tip is to simplify the mission. Everyone in the company, no matter their role, should be able to articulate where the company is going and the significance their role holds in helping the ship reach its destination. 
Also, when I talk about simplifying the mission, I also think it applies to simplifying processes and procedures. There's often a lot of middlemen or extra meetings or so many different pieces that go into this. And I think sometimes we just need to take a step back and simplify. What can we actually cut out? And so my second tip is to nurture innovation and creativity. So drop the drama, leave it at the door, and allow an open door strategic approach. So this is not a top-down approach, but rather a way to nurture individuals. A top-down approach drives a company forward through a servitude obligation versus an empowered commitment to developing innovation and creative ideas. So I vote for nurturing the latter. My third tip is to develop empathy. So create conditions where everyone can thrive and hold space for understanding another's perspective and where they are coming from. The simple act of asking the question, why, or tell me more about that, that can really open up vaults of trust and deeper understanding. And I think we've all been trained this idea of the toddler who's sitting there going, well, why, why, why? And we always think it's really annoying. But I actually think there's so much value if we start asking that question more in the context of business. So why are we doing you know, this process a certain way if there's constantly bottlenecks that are happening? You know, why are we launching this campaign? Why are we investing money in this area of the business? I think the more people can understand that, the more, again, they're going to understand how their role ties into the company and is supporting those bigger visions for where the company is going and looking to achieve. So my fourth tip is to lead with honesty. There's that old adage that a rock doesn't become a diamond without a little bit of friction. However, friction currently is weaponized in toxic work environments. You know, friction doesn't have to be a bad thing when an environment of giving and receiving feedback are valued skills that each individual is encouraged to develop. And these are absolutely a skill set that has to be developed and nurtured within the workplace. And this can be one of the hardest things to do is to give and receive feedback. It is seriously one of the hardest things for humans to do. And I feel like no one is ever talking about it, specifically in the context of work. And that's me being honest. So I want us to change that. So how can you lead with more honesty in a way that doesn't create hostile environments, but really is this give and take of trying to make everyone better? It's not threatening, but it really is with the best interest of the goals and where everyone is going together. And my fifth tip is to have full transparency. So if you're constantly moving towards goals in a fog, it's guaranteed that you're going to get lost. So have clear and consistent communication about the destination or goals with clear milestone markers for how you're going to get there. So just like planning a vacation, you don't just kind of randomly show up at the airport, hop on a plane to go to Hawaii. You really do take the time to proactively book that ticket on a specific date and time knowing that some of your key milestones to making that trip happen include packing your bags, arriving at the airport two hours before takeoff, following TSA rules, knowing where you're going to stay when you get there and how you're going to get to the airport. All of those things are vital to having a successful trip. And so when you have this kind of transparency within your company, you're really creating an itinerary for all team members to really understand, again, where is the destination you're going? How are you going to get there? 
If you are a solopreneur listening to this, I absolutely believe that you can also implement these five things, especially at the early stages of your company. Again, this is something that can be ingrained into your DNA. And at the end of the day, you still have stakeholders if you have clients or you have customers. And so building a meaningful structure around how they fit in or lock into your business is invaluable. I know that implementing this change might feel overwhelming and that's totally understandable. Change is hard, but to lead great companies, we have to get uncomfortable. As with working to accomplish any goal, start by breaking it down into smaller steps and stay close to why you are creating a better way in business. This process is more about the journey than it really is about the outcome, which also goes against our kind of capitalistic physical output focused mentality. This is the right thing to do when it comes to the future of everyone's mental health and success. And the best thing is that since this approach also helps the bottom line increase, it's really a win-win-win scenario all around. The world needs more of this. So who is with me? (laughs) So I invite you to take some time this week and as consistently as you can to check in with your business and that future vision to hold yourself accountable to these five different metrics I've prevented here and keep them in mind as you are future pacing your company for years to come. If you'd like to discuss this further or get input on your 2021 marketing plans, I have opened up my calendar for hourly consultations. I'll also be including the link to this in the show notes. And this is really your opportunity to book time with me to ask questions, gain feedback or brainstorm ideas. I'm here to be your marketing success catalyst. And that's a wrap for this episode. Thank you for taking the time that you spent with me here and tuning into the podcast as always. I appreciate it so much. Take care and I'll see you next week. Hey, thank you so much for listening. If you love this episode, please subscribe to me the first to know when a new episode is available. And if you really love this episode, please rate and review the podcast so that other conscious business leaders like yourself can join our community of listeners. If you'd like to connect with me further, you'll find me hanging out on Instagram at Charlotte Chipperfield. Come join me there or check out chipperfieldmedia.com for free resources, subscribe to my monthly newsletter, and learn more about the holistic marketing system. 